Welcome to Hot Flashes and Cool Topics, the podcast for women in midlife and beyond. At Hot Flashes and Cool Topics, we talk about anything and everything to do with midlife. My name is Colleen. My name is Bridget. And today we are talking to Josie Bissett for the second half of her interview, which, you know, she is just such a wonderful woman and so great, such a great representative of what midlife should look like because she's very honest and going through the empty nest. And she's at a point in her life where she's kind of in transition. She's moving. She would love to do a series and she's very honest and open. And I think relatable to a lot of our listeners and to us because of that. But before we start the interview, I just wanted to um, give a little confession. I'm actually calling in from vacation at Myrtle Beach <laughs> because I survived my daughter's wedding. And That's she, right. She deserves that vacation. I'm telling you, <laughs> I was I was just at the beach just for a quick weekend uh, tennis thing, which was a blast and bonfire on the beach at night Ooh. with it was so fun. We were I'm surprised to have a voice. I'd sing terribly, but I was singing every song and Good for they you. had a speaker and we were dancing and there was a bachelorette party next to us and we put them to shame. <laughs> <laughs> We were having so much fun. And then when I got back Sunday that evening, I watched Josie Bissett in the new Fantasy Island. And it was so good. She was with Daphne Senega and Laura um, Laura Layton. And it was so great to see those Melrose people, although they were not their Melrose characters, but they were celebrating their 50th birthday. So that was so great to see, uh, see how that was. So if you haven't watched it yet, Try to go get it. I think you can catch it on Hulu. Right. I, think I believe. So. Yes. Yeah, so, um, or even Fox TV. The yes, that's absolutely. And we did talk about that in episode one. So if you missed the first half of this interview, you can listen to it. It was up on Saturday. So you can listen to that because otherwise you might be a little confused why we're starting in the middle of an interview. But yes. today we're going to talk about the fact that she is the author of Tickle Monster, which mm-hmm. Bridget knew I had no clue her transition. She's remarried and she has younger kids with her second husband. So the transition of moving and what to do now that she's kind of an empty nester and can go into her next phase of life. It's a really interesting conversation and let's get started. So you ready, Bridget? I am. Would you like to do another series? I would. Yeah, I would. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to to be on something. I really love ensemble casts. So my hope would be, well, actually it's the only way I'd probably do something. I don't think I could, I know that I would not be happy doing a show where I was the lead working in every single scene. Um, your, your mind and body, it's a toll. Cause if you are carrying the show, you're memorizing all these lines and you're on camera most of the time. Yeah. It's not what I want, but I would love an ensemble cast because it affords you just a great life. You know, you're not in every single thing. You're not the one carrying the show. You're in it with a team of people putting that out there. That's what I'd like. (laughs) (laughs) Another, I I love ensemble cast. I love TV shows with ensemble cast. I think people enjoy it. It's just more diverse. That's right. It is. It is. So I wanted to ask you too, because I was a teacher and that you wrote that book, Tickle Monster. And is it Boogie Boogie Monster and Tickle Monster? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How did that come about? So Tickle Monster, I actually wrote when I think it was two and I was tickling him and the story just was kind of came to me. And then I went in and I went and met him like, this is something like tickling is so universal. 
every child loves it. It bonds the parent and child or whomever, you know, they, they, in their laughter and joy and you're in the moment, right? Because what I also noticed too, when I would read to my kids, I could read like a book and not even know what I just read them. I was thinking about what I had to do. And then I'm, I'm not in the moment with them. I'm just going through the, through the, you know, mm-hmm. steps of what I should be doing at night. What I love about the idea of interacting in a book was that number one, like kids freaking love it when mm-hmm. you're paying attention to them, right? Yes. And yes. playing with them. And so it took me a lot of years to actually get it done and written because I would do part, I would write some and then I would start working on something and then I'd come back to it. Originally it was the mom, the mom took off the mask and then mm-hmm. that changed monster. And so anyway, that's what it came from. Um, me just tickling Mason, him loving it and just seeing the joy that he had. And yeah, I just, I love writing books. I love writing books for kids really because mm-hmm. the, for one, like as a writer, you've got a beginning and end that like I'm in control of, whereas in acting, I'm really only in control of one thing. And that's knowing my lines, um, playing the part as best I can. And that's it. That's right. It, yeah. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. that's it. I don't know what it's going to turn out. I don't know what they're going to pick with writing is the first, uh, project I've ever done where I actually created the whole thing aside from the illustrator, obviously I didn't color it, but I got to be part of choosing the illustrator and, so that was so, so much fun. Um, something I'd never experienced before. So yeah. And then with Boogie Monster, because Tickle Monster is a, like a box, right? So it's a box set. Mm-hmm. So you have the Tickle Monster gloves inside. It's, it's takes up a lot of uh, shelf space for stores. So mm-hmm. price point, however, it will sell like the cost of it because it's a little more expensive because it's a gift set type thing. So we had to sort of choose, uh, Tickle Monster sells more than Boogie Monster. Um, and so we had to choose to stop making Boogie Monster because they couldn't take both and take up all the shelf space. So we're really focusing now just on Tickle Monster. And, um, you know, it's one of those things that's so beautiful because every child, there's always new children being born. <laughs> yes. Um, and so it's just, it's been a great gift. It does really well without me really even promoting it. And, you know, I don't have to say like, Oh, I wrote it. It sells itself because it's really special, right? It's mm-hmm. just a special experience for, and I, I love hearing it. Teachers read it to their kids. You know, I love that. Did you yeah. have any idea how popular it was going to be? Did you have an inkling in your mind? No. In fact, I wish I had a little more of this now. That is the one thing about getting older, you're wiser. So I thought I could do anything when I was young. Like, why can't I do that? You no, know, why? Although I did do that on a Hallmark movie. I told them I could sing. I can sing. I can. So I guess you still do that. Yeah. Why can't I can figure it out? Whatever. <laughs> Mortifying. <laughs> you don't realize when I got on the stage to film it, I have never, oh, I like get chills thinking about it. I have never been so like nervous in my life. Like I, because imagine like we're filming it and there's, uh, actors, right? Uh, what do you call them? Stand-ins or mm-hmm. back, background, background. Yes. Yeah. For the fans watching us sing. I realized I didn't practice what it feels like to hold a microphone and to stand on stage and to sing on stage. Like, how do I move my body? All I did was practice in the car, like singing. And even my daughter was like, mom, you told them you could sing. <laughs> They're so honest, aren't they? <laughs> well, we knew, like, we both, like, I couldn't hit the note. Like, it was a hard note to hit. I told Jack that, like, it's too high. Like, I don't know where to 
fit in it. I can't do it. It's you. It's your fault. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, back to Tickle Monster. So what I did do is one day I went into Barnes and Noble. Oh, I miss bookstores. I love Mm -hmm. bookstores. They're not around so much. And I thought, holy cow, there are so many children's books. I'm never coming in here again until I'm done because it made me think, why would mine sell more than anyone else? Like, how am I going to, you know? So I, I purposely never went back into a bookstore because it, it just made me, it, it switched my thought process of, well, wait, maybe I can't do this when I knew I could. So I just was like, I'm not going to do that. Like, this is going to, this is what I want. I, I, I know it. I like the message, right? That's mm-hmm. the, the, the passion behind it. So yeah, I'm, I'm so happy that it's brought so much joy to sometimes I've just go on YouTube and like search for it and I'll just see videos of people and their kids and their kids laughing and running. And it's just, ah, I love it. It's a, it's great. It's a great interaction. And like you said, yeah. that you're engaged with your, with the child yeah. while you're reading yeah. it and they love that's that. Good. And that's so yeah. important. It's so yeah, important. It is. And it's just fun. So yeah, it no, fun. it's just, yeah. it's just fun. I mean, mm-hmm. and even, you know, grandkids and all yes. that. Yes. So like you said, it's timeless. This That's will right. carry on. With your daughter being 19 and your son in his 20s, if one of them came to you and said, I would like to go into acting, how would you react to that? Or have they? They have not, but I would embrace it, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I used to say, you know, I, I wouldn't want them to. Um, it's just a really difficult, I think they say like 2% of Screen Actors Guild people who are in Screen Actors Guild actually make a living, right? That's not very much. You know, knowing that, just the straight facts, I would want to discourage that kind of thing. But my gosh, like if they wanted to and they were into it, first of all, they have two parents that are in the business. So there's already, it's who you know a lot of time, a lot of the time. And um, yeah, like I, I really realized too, as I get older with my kids that it's just so important to just do what you love. So I would support them in that. Right. I always tell my kids, like, pay attention to when you are happy. Because oftentimes we're, we pay attention to when we're sad or, you know, not feeling quite great and depressed. There's so much depression and anxiety right now with, oh, with mm-hmm. everybody. Kids and, yes. and teenagers, they've just missed so much. And so I've always said, like, what is it that makes you happy? But when you're happy, don't forget to, don't forget to notice that because that's what tells us what we love. Yes. Wow, that's oh, that a great, great way to look at it. Yeah. Really, yes. That's great advice. Yeah. Well, another yeah. thing that we love to talk about is, um, well, perimenopause and menopause on our show, <laughs> as you can tell from the title. Yeah. Trying to yeah. do a smooth transition didn't really work. But um, so what has been your experience with the whole joys of perimenopause? It's it's a funny thing, perimenopause, because like, are you in it? Are you not? Like, you don't, there's no, is there a test? I mean, I don't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. okay. Um, I, I think I've smoothly gone through it all. I, the, my I biggest thing was being hot, like <laughs> yeah. all the time. <laughs> yes. I'm always hot. And I all I already run hot anyway. And so like Jack and I, for example, he's from LA. He loves it hot. Like we were, he'd be like, Are you kidding me? I could have every window open possible. Like if we were rehearsing in Vancouver in the middle of winter or whatever. <laughs> 
I love, love, love it cold. So that was tough because I just felt like this internal heat, like a burning oven. And I didn't, I don't, I don't, I never had like those flashes where I got, actually I did at night sweaty, <laughs> Yeah, sweaty, but not during the day. And then I had realized that my ID was probably time to be changed one day. No, my, my OB or my gynecologist was like, how long have you had that in? I'm like, huh, let's see, Maya's 19, <laughs> maybe too long. <laughs> <laughs> so we went ahead and changed that out to the one with the progesterone. Um, that did it. Like, I, Oh, that's very helpful. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of, cause I was sort of spotting and I was on my way out of having my period. And then when I got that put in, I have not had it again. And the hot flush or the hotness has gone away. Um, and emotionally, I think, I think I'm still, I'm more emotional for sure, which I like actually. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, um, in a bad way. It's more of like a softer heart, I suppose. You no, know? it's a great way to describe. I don't have like outbursts of anger or that. I don't go that way. Thankfully. Um, yeah, it's more, yeah, it's just I'm touched more and I could cry quicker. Whereas there was part of my life where, you know, when life gets difficult and divorce and all that, you really do like build up a bit of a guard around your heart to just get through life, right? Right. To keep right. going through trucking. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's like coming down. So it's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, the other side is is nice. Yeah, yeah. sorry, I'm Colleen. I'm sorry, Colleen. She's I'm still, still in perimenopause. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm going to be eighty and still in she's perimenopause. Not, she's going to be in the Guinness World Book of Records. You know, like even, here's I the can't woman. Tell you how jealous <laughs> I am of both of you right now. Um, I think also, you know, I, I read somewhere that you eat mainly a plant-based diet. I mean, for the most part. And I think that yeah. helps a lot too. I think it does. I've always been drawn to just eating, not always, but there was a point where my I shifted into just eating more plant-based. And then it's funny, the more you eat it, the more you crave it, like anything. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like I said, I'll eat meat if I need it or I feel like I need it. But yeah, I think you're probably right. A cleaner diet uh, is always better for everything. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't have any of the artificial or any chemicals or, you yes. know, less. So, yeah. I, and I think that does play a really big role. It really, yeah. does. we're just finding with the people that we talk to doctors and different experts and dietitians, nutritionists, that diet is a very big part of it. Right. Yes. Right. That's yeah. good that, that they're putting that out there and that that's true. Milk, mm-hmm. like dairy, it's just it's not yeah, so it's really scary what's yeah. all goes in there. And we grew up in the seventies where everything was thrown in there, all the colors, all, everything, all the chemicals. Oh my God. I ate like ravioli from a can. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Little Chef Boyardee there. <laughs> oh, Chef Boyardee city. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And yeah. sugar, yeah. sugar is a big oh, yeah. problem with your hot flashes. Oh the yeah. Connection between sugar and hot flashes. A lot of the experts say is very strong. So, you know, I think cleansing too is so important these days. It's just going on like through short one, if you can, but the intermittent fasting too, because that's giving your body a break, but one to three day cleanses, just because there's so many just chemicals in our environment now that we can't control that, you know, with cancer, with all of these autoimmune disorders, if we, if we could do that with our bodies, cleanse once, at least once a month. 
I'm from what I'm reading and hearing, it just knocks your chances of getting some of that stuff. Right. right? Those cells yeah. are all in our body already. Right. It's a yes. They're being activated or triggered to start doing things. A lot of women are now, we've interviewed a lot of women who have started companies post 50 for skincare for menopause or after post-menopause for hair care for Mm -hmm. post-menopause. Like we are starting to get it out there, but it's a slow moving process. So it Mm. is women who like you are getting back on screen saying, I'm going to enjoy my 50th birthday on fantasy island you know yeah. <laughs> yeah yes it sounds silly but it is i mean you would never even mention that you were 50 before in tv like mm-hmm. oh no right know. right so and now, true and now mm-hmm. we're celebrating it so i i'm excited to see yeah. this episode i am too i am yeah. too that'll I be cool just, just before um i talked to you guys today i got to watch it since Ooh. yeah and I'll tell you, like, oh, I was so, I was talking to Nancy, my publicist, and she was like, I just saw it. It's great. I'm like, really? <laughs> I'm sure. I, I just love that they have a woman, that the, the character <gasps> is a woman. She is so fantastic, you guys. She, the two of them, Vera and Sanchez, yeah. Uh-huh. She, first of all, so beautiful, and she's so charming and so wonderful in person, but it was the first time I've seen, like, a whole episode of it. She's really, really special. I, I'm excited for you to see it. I think oh, you'll good. enjoy the show just with the message. Like each message is is special. You know, you go on thinking and this is life. We think we want something. It's going to make us happy. Right. right. People go on with these fantasies and then there's a lesson in it. Right. So yeah. it's not what always what we want. It's actually something quite different. And then the island, because it's magical, mm-hmm. shows characters what what real lesson that they need, like what spiritual growth they need to go through. It's, it's really, really well done. Oh, wow. I was going to say, is it closely mirror the original fantasy Island or does it really kind of divert? From- I would have to watch, watch it again. Um, Cause I don't remember it having like those sort of deeper. Right. And they didn't, it was. They okay. didn't. Yeah. 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 So, it's been a long time since yeah. I saw the old It was ones. a love boat fantasy Island Saturday that's night. Right. I mean. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All three characters do go through a bit of a transformation um, with each other and with themselves. And yeah. And all three struggling, not, not so much my character. She's struggling for something different, but with, you know, the aging and all of that is a topic in the show and Oh, it's really great what all the characters learn. And I think they'll really, really like it. And what would you like to see happen next? Like, are you just riding the wave and seeing where it takes you? Or do you kind of have in your your mind an idea of where you would like to see this next chapter of your life go? Yes. Well, right now, like I said, I'm in such a transition of actually physically my home. So I've just moved and this home I'm in now in Washington is, was meant to be, it's five acres. I've never lived out know, too far from a city. Um, It sort of was meant to be a bit of a homestead because I said I have a lot of family. So if people wanted to build tiny houses, if people want to build, like we want that as an option, but the home itself needs to be remodeled. And um, then I, my husband lives in Atlanta with my three stepkids. So he has a job there. And so he's just there full time. And then Maya just left. So it's really like, whoa, like this house (laughs) has to be either rented out or I don't rent it out or we keep it and come back and forth, but yet it needs to be remote. So 
I personally just, I'm struggling a bit out here in the um, country. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful, but it, I was, I wasn't planning on living here for too long. It was like, let's, let's buy it, fix it up. We'll live in Atlanta. And I just haven't gotten there yet. Mm-hmm. And so for me, my like home and my environment is super important. Like I have to feel good and then it has to be light. I'm very light sensitive. Even in Washington, I lived on the water before this house. And like people really struggle in the winter times with the darkness and the gray. But when you have a view and you have water, it doesn't matter. And so I, when I'm in a darker space, I, I feel it emotionally. So I, I need to get out of here soon and, mm-hmm. uh, and get that figured out. And then I feel like I can sort of move on and, yeah. uh, but yeah, it's, it's everything. It's like, everything has been going, 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 going. And now it's slowing down and it's everything from my technology is like, God, I can't find anything. I have computers, laptops, things everywhere. Maybe it's on this, maybe it's on that. The internet's not working. Like it's, just like, ah, that's why I say I want to get my ear stream sometimes. Like, I just, wow. Get in it and go. It yes. Yeah. No, yeah. And haven't that. you been flipping houses too since you got married? Uh, that was something that we tried and it was way more work than we expected. Yeah. <laughs> like it'd be fun on our own, but we were going to do it as a show. That was a tester to see. Okay. We were maybe going to do with HGTV. So that was kind of our first tester. Yeah, it was like <laughs> that would drive me crazy. Like, yeah. I, I I never have built a house. I've always bought a house that was already owned yes. because I, I don't think I could go through it. And there's so many, you know, it's like I know how I want it to look, just make it look like that. I'll come back to that. <laughs> right. Like, right. Let me know when you're done and yeah. I'll come back to the house. The decorating part's my favorite, but the yeah. building of it, like I just want to be in it. Well, thank you so much for coming thank you. on today. Yes, this has been a great talk. I just loved hearing really catching up with everything you're doing. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thanks for doing this, this podcast. Like everybody, we all need it. So I appreciate it. You guys were wonderful. And I can't wait to meet you. I'm gonna come out to Nashville. Come you see are us. welcome yes, we'll anytime. Thank you so much, Josie, for coming on and just having such a great conversation. Our invitation to come visit us in Nashville is open whenever you want to come here. And we really wish you the best of luck in this next chapter of life. We can't wait to see what series you end up on with an ensemble cast because it'll be great, of course. And guys, you know, just let us know what you thought. We're always happy to hear about your thoughts from different episodes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review because it gets it out to more people. And we really appreciate that. If you go on Apple Podcasts, it'll show you, you can do a review. And we always appreciate that. Make sure to check out our website, hotflashescooltopics.com. Follow us on all forms of social media. We're there everywhere. And have a great week, guys. Bye.